0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Super Show. I am joined by my two wonderful gents, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys?
1: Ooh, we're wonderful
2: now. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Wonderful. We're,
0: wonderful. We're stepping up our game now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah.
2: Besides me, uh, who's having technical difficulties. Sorry, no background today. Uh, just pulled this together by the skin of my teeth. So, here we go. You're doing great. What Project. a Nimrod! <laughs> <laughs> well done, Kyle. Well done. Relevant. Well, it.
0: What a Nimrod! But um, <laughs> so as the title of this video podcast, however you want to call it, uh, is, is suggesting, we are celebrating the 25th anniversary of one of the one of the one of Green Day's most pioneering band uh, albums in general. Nimrod from what, 1997, is that correct, Kyle? Yep, so I actually this was Kyle's pick. I'm gonna let him go first, but like, so Kyle,
2: mm-hmm. 25,
0: 25 years of Nimrod, are you happy with it? Did, did you like the deluxe edition? Because I know you got the deluxe edition. What do you got? What are your overall impressions? What do you got?
1: Yeah, so I mean, Nimrod is one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, we briefly discussed it when JT me and you did our a career breakdown of green day. A few, uh that was probably what, almost a year ago, maybe a little, that was a little more than that. Quite April, a while ago oh, right, before April Mike joined us. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty, uh, Mike. <laughs> pretty Mike. Yeah. So uh, you know, 25 years, uh, it still holds up incredibly well. It still sounds fresh. I always argue that this is the most experimental <laughs> album by the band uh, for many reasons, which we'll get into when we talk about specific songs. <laughs> But as a whole, this was, it's always been one of my top Green Day records. For the longest time, it was top three. I would say it still goes in and out of top three, but it's always been a top five. Um, very close to top three, if anything. And I never get sick of this. I can hear every song over and over. It always stays fresh every time. It's a record that I don't just pick song, like certain songs to go back to. I always go back to the entire record. And uh, the deluxe edition, I'll get into it more specifically when we discuss track lists and things like that. But the demos were such a great way to get like a peek into the writing process of this album, which had a notorious, difficult time with lyrics. It's the only album that he went that Billy Joe went in to the recording studio with no lyrics written. And uh, that was he said, no, never again will he do that. Uh, and some of the demos, you can definitely see that process. Uh, most of the demos that are songs that we had already heard on this, the first verse is just repeated as the second verse. So you can kind of tell like, yeah, he didn't have much to go on. And then some of the tracks have completely different lyrics. Some were altered to be future songs. It's a great peek into that. I love the cover of Allison by Elvis Costello. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. So I love to finally get a Green Day version of that. Um, no, it's been floating out there for a little while now. And then, yeah, the live set was excellent. You know, It really captured the energy of the band. They're always, always been my top live band of all time. I could see them as many times they could play the same set list every time I see them. And it's always fun. It's always a good time. And yeah, the, the live set was also recorded on my second birthday <laughs> back there. But uh, yes. this is a, a record I always go back to and never get tired of it. It's top tier Green Day, um, really firing on all cylinders creatively uh, in terms of musicianship, songwriting wise, top tier. Excellent record.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And for those you who don't know, Kyle is the Green Day guy. There's no one else comes close to Green Day than him. He like he is the insider scoop guy as well.
2: You should have had some like effect on your video where you're actually green. That would have been a kind of like God. Yeah, right. (laughs) Missed opportunity here. You've done the cow. Well, like now you need to have like the Hulk. You need to Hulk out. Like when you talk about Green Day, you go into Hulk mode. You know that'd be legit.
0: Straight up, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm actually, you know. I'll go next. I'll share my opinion of the album and whatnot. And on the, the 25th anniversary box set too. Um, now, my new, I don't have the box set. I did not order it. I know I, I, I didn't order it, but I did listen to it um, as well. <clears throat> I was, I didn't know that they were, exp- I, I, I shouldn't say I didn't know that didn't, I, I should say it like this. This is definitely a, a, a great album from start to finish as far as like just in general. Um, and then going into the late nineties, you know, coming off of was it insomniac yep. Um. Going on, coming off of that and going into a more experimental territory for them, I thought. I mean, just it's a brilliant move in general. I mean, the acoustic ballad "Good Riddance, Time of Your Life" is in my top twenty-five favorite songs of all time uh, for more reasons than one. But it, it is definitely a, it, it, that single alone, plus a lot of the experimentation on like songs like Hitchin' a Ride" or "King for a Day." Like this, this is an album that really should stand out to more people than it does. I feel like, in my opinion, I mean, don't get me wrong, it does, but I feel like if if, if you're looking for a green day record to get into more than just dookie or american idiot i would actually say or even 21st century breakdown i know that's your favorite album, album of all time kyle but mm-hmm. i will say that i would say if you, if you want to go into like pre-american idiot green day so i say dookie and then nimrod truthfully i feel like that's the best way to go if i like if i were to recommend to someone hey you know you listen to green day you know i'm, I'm looking get into green day what albums can you recommend I'd say dookie then nimrod then go into their 2000s stuffing up you know what i mean um, that's just me though. But um, I, I actually I didn't know that. I when you first when when we first said we were gonna do this, I didn't realize that the, that the Allison cover of uh, was Elvis Elvis Costello. I yep. didn't realize that at all until until we did that. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool.
2: <laughs> yep,
1: um, actually played it a few years. Oh no, god, not a few years back, but around between I think it was between American Idiot and 21st Century Breakdown, somewhere around that. I don't remember the exact year. Uh, he actually played it live with Elvis Costello, and it's one of mm-hmm. it's one of uh, his best vocal live performances. One of my favorites.
0: Mm. I didn't know that. That's uh, this is why we have Kyle here, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, for all these random amazing Green Day facts. Um, but yeah, so I I didn't I, I had no idea they were doing a cover of that. I, uh, the other outtakes, like the demos that you do mention, were actually really. I mean, it, it really definitely showed like their where they were going where they were trying to go with their experimentation of stuff um on this record and yeah i mean it's just it, it a stone cold classic green day record um and the fact that it's 25 years old makes me feel old too um it's <laughs> crazy but that's i know I, I turned 25 later this year which is frightening to me as well So the so album's
2: cool. older than you
1: the yeah, album they, is older than jt yeah.
0: yes that should tell you something <laughs>
2: Uh, well, it's, yeah, try like going to the bus stop with your Walkman playing cassette tapes, like I was doing, um, feeling really badass, listening to like you know Metallica's, or you know uh, Master Puppets, or REM, or you know
0: on cassette, mind you, on cassette. You yeah. yeah, For the, for those of you kids, are like, what's a cassette? Shame on you. Um, <laughs> shame on- but yeah, so just all, Stone Cold Classic record, uh, definitely one of their best albums for sure. I have no doubt about that as well. and uh, yeah. So I'm over to Mike. Mike, what do you got going into Green Day's Nimrod?
2: So I have a kind of strange relationship with Green Day, just to kind of give my back uh, story <laughs> for them. Uh, my sister was one of the biggest Green Day fans. She slept with uh, – sorry, uh, Christy, I'm going to air out your, uh, your dirty laundry. She slept with a picture of the bassist, laminated so she didn't drool all over it, uh, and literally was in love with that band all of their oh, style well, that's
1: their just band. normal for a green day fan mike Come right, on. yeah
2: there you go and, we've all uh, done it but I, I was leading to left with a member no <laughs> left with a picture of the band member um so you know i and i obviously saw the videos growing up and uh you know like kind of through her became a fan of them not a super fan not even a an amazing fan but a fan of of the attitude and the look and and some of the songs um catchiness to them so um i kind of only have a relationship with maybe three of the albums maybe four what was the one previous to this is insomniac yeah okay i think that was the last album i listened to i never listened to this album I never listened to any of the previous after material unless Kyle gave it to me as a, uh, exchange of album review. Um, pretty much going into this, I was completely blind, obviously. Um, other than good riddance, uh, you know, was that good riddance time of your life? I don't know. Uh, I call it both. So, um, yeah. So my unfortunate, um, kind of, uh, angle that i come at with an album like this is i not i'm not necessarily a huge fan of the sound that green day brings with uh their songs on the random i tend to be one of those pe- um, people that like the hits and the songs that um were like the ones that made it through to the the main stream you know if if you were to play for Kind of very Green Day esque type of songs in a row from all four four different albums, but none of them were like major songs. Like they were just the fan favorites. And then you were to play four songs that were major hits and that were actually um, on a mainstream kind of market. We're all you know relatively um, well known. Um, I think the only thing that would keep me interested. In the songs would be the songs that I feel like the hooks and the choruses were interesting enough to go alongside their the, the typical Green Day sound that you hear. So, um, so the style is not not te- technically something that I'm majorly on, but uh, there's there's interesting things to pull out here and there, and I'll go over that more when I uh, give my rating and breakdown of the tracks. But yeah, it definitely pick, you know, pick and choose like little. It was a very buffet album for me. I pick here, I see this, oh that's cool. I like what they're doing here, um, you know, and you can find those kinds of interesting little aspects.
0: Sweet. All right. Any other any other thoughts, initial impressions at all? Are you quit, we're, we're good to go into the track listing and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, just go ahead, track listing. And...
0: and we'll get to that in a little bit. It's funny. It was released on October 14th, 1997. I was born on October 15th, 1998. So I feel pretty good right
2: now. <laughs> As they said, October what?
0: October uh, 14th.
2: 14th, okay, that's that's 13 days after my birthday, 1997, and I was born in 83, so I was like, what, math? don't fail me now, 14. Like <laughs> 14. take your time, <laughs> yeah, 14. I'm like, almost <clears throat> 14 or so, 14 or so, yeah, 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 so, I mean, Crazy. Yeah. I was in the silver chair, probably at this point, uh, most likely uh, a little bit later, because I think they came into the picture, yeah, around there,
0: sweet. All right, let's jump over down to the track listing, and uh, I'll read them all off, and I will, uh, and we'll go from there. So, uh, opening track was "Nice Guys" finished last. Hitching a ride, the Grouch, redundant, scattered, all the time. Worry Rock, Platypus, I hate you. Uptight, last ride in Jinx. I'm gonna butcher this, Kai. You want to give me a sec here? Hoshinka. Hoshinka, thank you. God bless Hoshink- you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, w- w- walking alone reject take back king for a day good riddance time of your life and prosthetic head and uh there were there were some other stuff here too on the on the japanese version there was desanitized australian version there was suffocate do da de uh, do 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 da da oh. sorry and and you lied and we'll, we'll get all, to the-
1: all of which were on uh the Besides compilation shenanigans, uh two thousand two.
0: Okay, I did not know that. See, this is why we have me. There you go. Um But uh, yeah, we'll uh, and we'll we'll get to the twentieth anniversary. Do, do, do you want to read those off loud? Do you want me to read them off now or now? if you want
1: to. All right, cool. I'm I'm just gonna cover it all at once. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do that then.
2: And my uh, just, and I have to say I haven't listened to any of the bonus material. I just listened to the album as it was. Yeah. Uh, so, just a disclaimer: I don't have any, you know, comments on any of the additional bonus uh, footage and material. I couldn't really get a hold of that. I was mostly just <laughs> like the main album was all I could find. Um, it was kind of strange.
0: Yeah, it's all good, Mike. It's all good. Um, but the 25th anniversary deluxe, the 25th anniversary edition bonus de- uh, disc was the demos. The demos were as follows: "Nice Guys Finish Last," uh, "Place Inside My Head." the grouch walking alone jinx allison by elvis costello uh espionage which was an instrumental you irritate me uh trey polka which is another instrumental when it's time i'm sure kyle's going to touch on that uh desensitized chainsaw a ramones cover reject and black eyeliner and do you want to go into the live cut it all no Uh, no we have to do that okay um green day mr green day himself kyle What do you got for the track listing? What do you got for the 20th anniversary stuff? What do you got?
1: Yeah, so Green Day has been a band that historically speaking, I think has been very, for most albums, very solid at picking singles for the records. With, honestly, I'm going to be honest, the exception of this one, and there's a couple others as well. Good Riddance, absolutely great single. Nice guys finished last. um, Pretty good. Wasn't, you know, hugely successful as a single radio play wise i would have picked other songs from here to be honest as singles um scattered being one of them that's one of the best songs in their catalog um you know maybe even just switch that one out and we i'd be satisfied with the others i would honestly swap out redundant for scattered um other than that every song in here is great i actually love every song here it has some of their fastest songs on it and being platypus and uh take back you know take back he does full-on um like harsh vocals on it it's great king for a day brings in the horn section hugely experimental here last ride in being just like a smooth jazz interlude throughout there's very nice way to break it up lyrically this is one of my favorite records from them um there's a lot of like personal lyrics on here that i find hit home pretty well uh, like Walking Alone is one. The Grouch is one that I think everyone can uh, relate to as they continue to get older. I feel like I relate to it more and more every year. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's excellent. Uh, I, we, we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to get too crazy into specifics. Um, but in terms of the, new, the demo stuff, the new stuff, so that's what I want to hit on the most. All of the demos were really solid, but honestly, better than I thought they were going to be. I thought the sound quality was going to be, you know, pretty rough being in demos, but it ended up being pretty decent. Uh, the songs were mostly like fleshed out. Uh, you Irritate Me being one of the new ones. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Wasn't too fond of the Chainsaw cover by the Ramones. It's not one of my favorite Ramones songs. So it's cool that we got it. Trey Poca just a dumb polka instrumental from trey cool uh it's cool enough i anticipated it being an early version of the song dui that was shelved and only leaked out there uh that song they decided it was supposed to be on shenanigans but they decided it was too irresponsible to release a song about drinking and driving fair enough but i thought it might make the light of day here officially Uh, a lot of the ones that we've already heard like i mentioned earlier they just replaced the second verse with the first verse some of them have changed up lyrics here and there Uh, most mostly desensitized has almost entirely different lyrics from the final product which i actually thought was a really cool touch because it gives the song a totally different feeling and vibe it makes it a more angsty angry song than it was when it's time it makes me mad to see it on here (laughs) Um, and I say that because there's versions of this song going back from like pre dookie days. Uh, this is a song that he'd been toying with for quite some time. Never released. That means it went unreleased on Dookie, unreleased on Insomniac, unreleased <laughs> on Nimrod, Warning, and American Idiot, and even Shenanigans, the Beast side compilation, and 21st Century Breakdown only to be released on the uh, Broadway musical soundtrack. Finally. Oh, wow. Such a long time. Such a nice song. You know, it's not like top tier Green Day or anything, but it's a nice little love song that he wrote. And it, finally, it was released. But it's a nice little demo of it. Nothing crazy. The one that really stood out to me the most was Black Eyeliner, because that gave the gave light of day to two different songs that weren't released until years later one of them over a decade later Um, more than that actually but it gave rise to church on sunday the entire chorus of black eyeliner just church on sunday that chorus and that's one of his best choruses in my opinion and then the vocal melody of the verses ended up being the vocal melody to kill your friends by his side project the long shot and that was that was now until like 2017 or 2018 one of those so that's really cool from to me for me to see that as a fan to see like where these songs took their shape. And I hope they do this for future releases too, because I would be really curious to see where they pulled, you know, ideas for other songs. Cause I know that's something that he does. And that's one of the reasons that in the past they've been kind of hesitant to put out unreleased things because he does pull ideas from, you know, well, this was this was a solid idea. Part of this song we demoed years ago was. I like that. Let me see if I could pull that into a new song. But I like seeing that as a fan, like once everything's fully done. I think that's why we got this one now is all the ideas that were present in it have now come out. Another one I'm not personally too fond of, uh, I guess we place inside my head. It's okay. It's cool. Mike Durnt has full vocals on this one. He does full lead vocals. It's cool to hear. I could see why it didn't make the record. But yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much my thoughts on it espionage demo i guess the last thing i'd say would be that that was kind of pointless to include it's really not much different than the finalized version of it. it's pretty much the same but yeah i i love this project it made me feel super nostalgic going back and listening to it again it is an album that i listened to multiple times throughout the years anyway but you know hearing the demos just made me feel super nostalgic and the live show attached to it it's great. It really it does the job of really making you feel like you're at a Green Day show. The sound quality on this, too, was excellent. It wasn't like one of those live shows that, you know... It, this was actually recorded to be released back at that show. He even told the crowd, like, we're recording a live album tonight, and then for whatever reason it never was released until now. So the sound quality isn't just like, oh, well, here's some recordings of this we found lying around. They Left the banter in so it feels full and complete, and yeah, I mean, that's that's it for me. You know, Good Riddance is a, one of the classic songs of all time. You know, that's now,
2: would that's you say tracks you don't like on this at all, or are they all 10?
1: Oh, this is a 10 out of 10 album for me.
2: Well, would you say there's a weaker track? There's a like, if you were to, if you were a gun to your head, you had to say some tracks, uh, don't mm-hmm. you don't flow with you, uh, as much as the rest of the album would you say there's anything or is it just everything is oh uh, the only
1: one i could probably pinpoint if i had to would probably be but i think it works see this is the tough thing is i think it works in the context of the yeah. album in the out right in in the album, out. like take back and last ride in are probably the two for me you know last ride in i like as a interlude i think yeah. it the job very well but it's not something i would go back and you know, put on, uh, but in the context of the record, I never skip it. Same thing with Take Back. It's, it works very well to pick yeah. up kind of the ending there and add like another like jolt of energy into it. Hmm. It's not one that I generally find myself going on like Spotify or YouTube and being like, I'm going to go listen to Take Back right now.
2: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it belongs in the albums, which is why I always told people like sometimes a, a band will have songs that like, You're less likely to um, want to hear out of the whole album feeling. And like they kind of all go alongside of each other versus like, you know, like a song you can just pull out and play in any kind of playlist at any time of the day, morning. You know, I'm not one of those people that like, oh, when I don't want to hear something loud when it's in the morning or I want to hear something cool. I I can listen to any style of music at any time, but there are some. Songs that are too slow or or don't have lyrics and are just a musical interlude that won't fit with like the attitude of the day or the uh the flow of the day and like um I could see where, like where that one fits in an album versus not in out of outside of an album although those songs could be used in a movie or some kind of uh scene in a show where there's just no lyrics and it's just kind of like stylistic uh whatever you know yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then I guess I could also throw in there um, one that doesn't work without the other. I don't think Hoshenko works without Jinx leading into it. Uh, It's actually a song that was demoed for Dookie back in the day. And that demo is floating around out there. You can hear that. Um, You know, it doesn't really work for me standalone, but in context of the album and with Jinx before it, it works very well for me. Sure. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's, I think Good Riddance was actually recorded for Insomniac. That was the original version was for Insomniac. And I can 100% see why it wasn't released for that. It wouldn't have fit in at all on Insomniac. Insomniac's by far their angriest, uh, probably most punk record, if you want to go with those terms. Um, But really, it's a great thing that it was released because I think that this kind of jumped not that their career was hurting at all but you know insomniac they even knew that it wasn't going to sell as well as zuki did it you know it just didn't have that mainstream sound to it this kind of kick-started them in the mainstream a little bit again after a few years and you know it's great uh that that's pretty much where i land on it's a 10 out of 10 record for me
0: Mm. cool um i'm gonna go next if that's okay
2: yeah go for it um
0: so my 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 standout tracks, um, the the ones I go back to the most. Um, when when I say standout tracks, when when I these are ones that I could go back to on a whim. To similar to Mike's point, similar to Mike's point, and say like, look, I can listen. To, I can listen to any kind of music at any point in the day. Like if if I'm feeling Metallica, I'm gonna put on Metallica. If I feel like I'm gonna put on Burt Bacharach jazz, I'm gonna put on put on, put on, Burt, put on Burt Bacharach. You know, whatever, could be anything um i'll I'll put on any music at any given time and this is but there are certain songs from here that i i do go back to more more so than i thought i i did um those tracks are nice guys finish last hitching a ride redundant scattered Mm i i love it's just uh, you didn't really touch on too much but scattered if you did you mentioned he, he didn't really write the lyrics until like the recording process is that right
1: yeah for a majority of the songs he went in to the studio without lyrics
0: yeah, and for the first, music
1: came first on this one.
0: Okay. So, for, for a guy who had music, for, for a lyricist, is Billy Joe Armstrong, who's a very talented lyricist, I will say that, um, just in general. And going into make a, a song like Scattered, if you really break down Scattered, the lyrics on it are really like emotionally driven. And when you first said that, that he actually did not, um, when you first said that he, like, didn't come into the studio with lyrics. I was like, what? Because the first thing that popped in my head was actually scattered, believe it or not. Because like the, the if you listen to that song, it's a really like deep song to an extent. I mean, for for with a Green Day upbeat, like guitar and bass and whatnot with it too. It's such yeah. a great song overall. You
1: know? A lot of these songs have um that like deep meaning to them that kind of yeah. goes overlooked when you look at like meaningful Green Day songs. I mean, look at like like uptight, worry rock, walking alone
0: yeah I, 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 I was gonna get that too we're, we're walking alone and the yep. experimentation on it too is it, it like it, you're like all right whatever it's walking alone. when you listen to it though and you listen to the, the lyrics and you listen to like i know it sounds great but like a harmonica mm-hmm. like you listen to that and you're like wow this this really shows this band that i thought the, at the time was like what four or five years ago was just going like i've got no motivation where is my motivation in longview mm-hmm. Then going to this to walking to so songs like scattered to so songs like walking alone or even a king for a day I mean it's like a little, little childish at the same time but it's still worth you know listening to with the horns in there too I mean there's so many great so I'm getting sidetracked forgive me <laughs> <laughs> sorry next gets finished last it's in a ride redundant scattered uh platypus is just it's just it's fast and I like that it's really 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 fast I really I've always liked that uh, walking alone king for a day and good riddance time of your life uh, as i said good riddance is in my type 25 favorite songs of all the time um but this though those are the ones that i go back to a lot and i i could listen to those songs all the time any day of the week no matter what i, I don't care what i'm doing i can just listen to them and i'm good um i want to i, I want to bring up something I, I want kyle just to shed some light on it you're happy that the album did not end on good
2: riddance absolutely
0: it ended on prosthetic head. Because yes. I mean, if you think Absolutely. about it, ending on good riddance is not a bad thing. But if you end it on prosthetic head, it's like, oh, it ended on that note instead of that note. You know what I mean?
1: There's, you know, there's something to be said about albums and how most people, uh, I don't even want to say these days because it's been a thing since, for decades now, that people feel like the need to end a record on a slow note or a ballad which is fine. It works in a lot of scenarios. But I love for I don't think it would work for an album like this. For an album that had really no other ballads beforehand, other than I guess you could argue redundant to an extent. Having it kick in with prosthetic head with like a little static right after good riddance. Cause it, you know, you listen to it and you hear good riddance, you're like, oh, that's probably it. And then it kicks in that static and then it's it so slowly, and then it just evolves into this big like bombastic ending and it really ends the record in the way it should be it starts off super fast and energetic nice guys finished last and it ends the same way with the ending of prosthetic head that's the that's the way that they should have ended this one i couldn't imagine it any different um you know i think you know revolution radio another one of my favorite green day records i'm just gonna use this for an example i love the song ordinary world i really enjoy it it should not have been the album closer. The mm-hmm. album should have ended with forever. Now that would have been the perfect book ended ending. And they could have, if they want to keep ordinary world, they could have put it somewhere else on the record.
2: Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, um, but and as, uh, but those are my, those are the tracks that I go back to the most. Thank you for that. I just, I know we touched on that talked the moment. We, talked about our, we did our career discography breakdown of green day. Um. As far as, I just want to touch on the demos for a sec. Um Hearing a lot of these really like was very interesting and on how they, how they were going from like, Oh, we're going to go to uh Here's a demo for Nice Guys finish list. Here's a demo for walking. Along. It's just hearing how I love it when artists do this in general, like they release like demos for songs in general. And it really shows the evolution of the song process, the creation of music. In general, and I love it. And Allison and the Allison cover, I thought was great. They released that as well. Um, I, when it's time, correct me if I'm wrong, you did say at one point they closed out a show with When It's Time, right? Because they, they played a lot of, like uh, I didn't
1: close it out, um, but they played did. towards the ending. He did okay. a, a little acoustic medley and included that. Uh, that was before, I think it was before it was released, or it was right around when it was officially release it was actually one of the shows that i saw them at in uh, connecticut
0: okay yeah because I, I remember you saying that to me because you, uh, you 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 were like i have a demo of when it's time on my phone and i oh, love that's it an
1: old, that's an old one from oh god no they played that live like before dookie i think that one's from
0: oh wow okay yeah yeah, yeah. that I was, was uh
1: saying. that's a real old
0: one yeah i, I was about to say because i knew you were like Oh my god! I have like a this recording. I'm like, wow, dude, that's wild. Um, anyways, but we're we're forgetting that this guy is here. But Mike, <laughs> what's no, 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 going no. on? What? It was from uh,
1: 1992, by the way, JT. Oh, That recording <laughs> was. Yes. Oh my god. Yep, oh my I just god. saw. I just looked up on my phone. Oh my god. I
2: well, know. I wish I had more of the demo understanding, like that they put in this album and the whole, you know, building of it but it was just kind of like I was focusing on just listening to the album and experiencing that for the first time uh, versus like knowing the true uh, history of it and how like this song was not there. That song wasn't like it was definitely like I think I think it's interesting if you don't have nostalgia when you listen to an album that comes uh, that was made a long time ago and you listen to it today, your perception of it uh, is much more of a, cut like very black and white vision of it but where someone else can like oh like it, nostalgically i remember listening to these songs or like when it came you know when i listened to it it was like it rocked my world because i hadn't really been into other things like it coming back to it where i the music i've heard now um definitely changes your perception of it so um yeah so uh for me this album definitely wasn't my favorite and it kind of, um, it rung on Mike. Way. Mike, you're killing me. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's heartbreaker. I got love for you, brother. <laughs> you know me. I've got to be the villain. And like, unfortunately, um, it wasn't a bad album, but it definitely just, um, okay. So here's my, here's my analogy for it. You have a big old bowl of spinach, cooked spinach. I love cooked spinach. Like, it's great. But after eating cooked spinach too much, it starts to get a little bit of that irony taste to it, earthy taste to it. And you begin to kind of like, it just wears out its welcome. And you're like, you know, because that's why you have a, a spinach as a side dish, not a, a, a main course. So for me, that al- this album was kind of like that. Um there's only so many times I can hear songs that have like a different arrangement of like three or four chords, you know, like that's kind of been Green Day's thing, you know, like, like it'll just be like, then the next song be like, you know what I mean? Like they kind of do those, those rearrangement of chords that I just, my brain and it's not, and it's nothing to do with the album album is absolutely justified in 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 its genre and its fan base as as the thing that they all want to hear but for someone like from me going back to actually what i did was as i listened to this album i actually went back and listened to the the album previous or the or two albums previous just to see if i felt the same way about the previous albums and this and like those unfortunate albums have the nostalgia um, attached to them, that where I hear those songs, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that song's great." But I think to myself, they're almost similar, in my opinion, of what the music um presents uh, versus uh, Nimrod, what what it presents. They have the similar thing. It's just I have I've listened to those albums, I know those songs, and I there I, you know, I feel different about them than I feel about this one just because I have the nostalgia attached to it. So um, that is the unfair advantage to those um, albums versus this one but I'm um, just listening to it as a music critic. Um, yeah it just kind of wore on those though, it, it wore out its welcome as time went by and that kind of hurt it in my opinion like where it's like um, a- after you get through 10 songs you kind of get a little burnt out from some of the, the style and that's uh, you know that's it's all on me that's all the type of person um, musical person I, I am today versus who I was. Um, who would, like, be listening to 10 songs and be like, I can't get enough of it, you know what I mean? And, like, I that was me back in the day. I was, like, that guy. But now I, like, unfortunately, the person I am today just gets, like, a little burned out. Um, So, uh, just going over, I'm going to go just down the list of, like, we'll start at 10. There was no 10 on this album. Um, Nine uh, was good riddance. Um, For me, that's, I mean, I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry. Mike, Mike, you just keep hurting me. (laughs) Hold on Kyle, Kyle, say it with me, Kyle. <laughs> um, good riddance, that's a nine, a nine out of ten. I mean, uh, it was my brother's graduation song, I think. It was everyone's graduation song. Who am I kidding? Um, you know, and uh, it, it really is one of those songs that is, it stands out from the album because it's an acoustic guitar, you know, um, that's, you know, played in a different structure. It feels like someone sitting down and playing to a group of people. Um Who are kind of all listening on. You feel like you're sitting in an audience of people listening to someone play a song that's inspiring you about its lyrics. And I think that's when you can invoke that on a recording, a visual image of someone kind of sitting down and just playing guitar rather than just hearing music and not putting a face behind the music. It personalizes it in a lot of ways. So um that's that's really cool. And it's got a good um environment to it, and I really enjoy that song. Um, yep, then we're gonna go. We have a bunch of sevens on this album. Uh, you know, we'll start off at Scattered. Scattered is a great song. Like uh yeah, I actually might even bump that up uh after more listens. Um I agree completely, uh wholeheartedly with uh JT Scattered and Redundant, as well as um, you know, is bizarre absolutely bizarre as king for a day was with the you know mexican clown circus that kind of came into town like i uh personally felt that the album needed to break up from its kind of monotonous like i said so playing out that kind of you know style that green day does that uh, it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me after a marathon listen which is why green day has always been a a playlist band for me because the songs that i really enjoy are the ones where the chorus is super catchy if it's just the 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 riffs i'm not so like captivated by a lot of the um the the, the riffs that they're in the punk rock feel without the other kinds of um elements to it that keep me interested but um yeah uh, redundant scattered 7.5 you know i would say in that realm Um, You know, followed by uh, King for a Day at seven, Um, you know, still like interesting song kind of goes in different uh, directions, which, you know, me, I've always liked that, uh, you know, deal. And then we have a bunch of sixes on this album. Um, Nice Guys Finish last. You know, that could have been that could have been a higher song, but it was just kind of repetitive. Um, And I've never been a repetitive guy um, in in this sound. Um, when the punk rock feel like with the just kind of like, you know, didn't really love the chorus, which I, I I'm i a chorus guy. I can't help it. If the chorus isn't on point, I tend to feel less enthusiastic about the song unless it does things musically that kind of make my brain go, ooh or, you know, this is this is something that's just like uh amazing and has uh, takes me on a journey or does some interesting things it's pretty straightforward so yeah nice guys finish us the grouch um yeah it was a uh, simple doesn't bring much but not bad it was just kind of a simple you know has a simple quality to it that uh i could listen to and and not turn the, the song but i wouldn't necessarily go back and listen to it um on the you know on the frequent um uh let's see here all the time you know kind of yeah in that six realm too a warrior rock was a 6.5 yeah that was a decent song like but still you know i i just wasn't this isn't my uh sound that i'm super excited to listen to um, but i appreciate uh the passion and the, the genre itself and what it um has brought into music and the attitude you know i think that's more so for me what i get out of albums like this is the attitude and the like the kind of carefree quality that I I hear when I listen to this music, it gives me a very like upbeat kind of like cruising, almost like you're in a car in California cruising along and you could, I could play any of this music while driving and never not turn any track because I'd just be enjoying the, the sights and kind of the sounds of, of the road and be focusing less kind of directly on the music and it just be kind of like the sounds of like a California, you know, punk band you know what i mean it it really gets that feeling um yeah so then yeah uh, platypus the fast song uh um once again the chorus i didn't really like um uh then we come down to some fives um you know i would say probably hitch yeah hitching a ride uh prosthetic head um hush hushinka i guess that's what it's called um yeah uh definitely you know reject and then like um I really didn't like the songs that were, like, uh, lyrical, like, no lyrics, just kind of, like, uh, musical interludes. Like, they were cool, and I think they'd be great on, like, I like I was saying before, a, a TV show. Like, it would be a cool little, like, you know, like, scene where, like, you know, like, I forget which one it is, but it has, like, a, um it has, like, a kind of a very, like, um California California kind of like in a desert kind of feel to it I can't remember which one it was but it's probably um uh last ride in yeah, yeah. last write in. yeah, yeah. it's exactly what it's trying to do um you know I in a, a song that I thought I'd like more but I I thought the growling was cringe was that uh take back song was it take back no yeah yeah take back like I was just like this feels it doesn't fit it feels like somebody, and a lot of the, a, and for me personally, this album felt very scattered, like uh, a lot of different things going on.
1: Pun intended. Uh, what do you say? Pun intended there.
2: Pun intended. Scattered. Oh, <laughs> you got me, Kyle. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Scattered actually made me feel like the old days of Green Day, to be honest with you. Like, I actually might even think of like an eight on that one. Cause it kind of like, you know, like I was saying, like I agree with completely with JT. Like um, it was actually one of the songs where I liked it better than the first song that started on the album, which I, I think was that one that was a major single or, or like people, you know, is that like a, uh, what, scattered? uh, last guy's finished. Oh, nice
1: kid's finished last. last. Uh, last. no, <laughs> it, it occasionally makes a, it was a single. It was decently big. It occasionally makes like a live performance. Scatter yeah. has played pretty consistently
2: live for the past few years. Yeah, and like no dig at Green Day. It's just like completely my personal opinion, my own personal musical. Nope, oh, Mike, you're muted. Sorry about that. Oh, there he is. Oh, sorry. Once again, I I'm on my phone, so
0: We're technical <laughs> difficulties oh. already.
2: <laughs> yeah. What do you say?
0: technical difficulties already. Go, go, go. Yeah.
2: I, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm on my phone. So unfortunately I'm trying to, uh, I'm probably going to get an end call back, but, uh, I have to, uh, uh, set myself to, uh, what do you call it? Ringtone list, but, um, You're doing yeah. Okay. What do you say?
0: You're doing great.
2: No, oh, thank you. Thank you. But overall, yeah. Like it just kind of, it definitely isn't my style. It takes a very special song with a very catchy chorus for me to like be super like um, you know captivated by music like that is simple kind of riffs that are played like in succession kind of that I've never been a punk rock guy but I've been a punk rock influenced guy so like music that's influenced by punk rock rather than core it's core in uh, punk rock so um yeah so um yeah this is my take on it, it nothing to do with the band um yeah that's just my take my bad kyle my bad kyle still it, man.
1: Oh, you know mike oh thought you thought we might be uh, slightly on the same page here but no uh i know
2: oh, no, i'm just kidding oh, i'm the villain i'm the villain So,
1: mike where is uh Whereas Uptight and Walking Alone and Jinx fit on yours.
2: Sorry, your... I didn't even, I, I might have skipped over. Um, uh, Uptight, six, Jinx, six. And then what was the other one? Uh, Walking Alone. Walking Alone, six. Yeah, actually, uh, they were all, you know. Okay. Um, and, hey, I'll uh, take it. <laughs> walking Alone, song. Walking Alone, song doesn't know how to transition well from different parts of the song is what I was. I wrote for the notes on that. Um, And then um, Jinx was, I didn't even put notes for that one. So I don't know why, but I think I just kind of like I just was like when I was hearing things that were similar, I would just kind of like I got six like that, like I've heard this. I feel like I've heard this song, but it just it it feels a little bit different. So I'm going to put that down, you know, as like a six was my general. And then when something piqued my interest, it was like seven. And then obviously as iconic as good riddance is. I would have done a 10. But to be honest with you, I uh, I couldn't give that song a 10 for the simple fact that I like the song but i tend to uh um i tend to go if i were to put all of my green day favorite songs in a order of best to last it would probably be of the best songs towards the middle-ish bottom to bottom of the best songs um just because i like the song but it's uh it doesn't like blow me away as much as the other ones do um partially because of nostalgia partially because of uh something that happens in the song that i really uh captures me you know so yeah
0: sweet um is there any other any other comments for the track listing and all we touched on the demos we, we didn't even have to touch on the the live concert though right no okay um. anything else at all other than just recapping and giving our final ratings for Nimrod
2: no I think we're ready to rock and rizzle all
0: right let's rock and rizzle back over here so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let the Q man the Qinator Kyle Green Day fanatic go first
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, I think we're here to give it away but let's just yeah
1: I, I mean it's a 10 it's a 10 out of 10 album for me Uh, but it, you know I'm not going to rank I'm not going to rate the death demos or anything i you know you can't really rate demos it's not the final product it's it was things that were never really meant to be heard it's just little extras that we got so for what they're worth they're really cool there's a couple in there even ones that i probably won't go back and listen to i love that we got them they're super cool to just hear the process especially since it's one of my favorite albums of all time uh you know green day is one of those bands for me that about half of their discography is just a straight 10 out of 10 record for me at least the ones that are in my top five and maybe even beyond that but yeah it's very rare for green to disappoint me with an album uh, it hasn't really happened yet i'm gonna be honest um, even the ones that i'm not as fond of or they're still up there and this is up there with the best of them it's up there with uh, american idiot 21st century breakdown for me uh those are like kind of like the big three and this one in revolution radio kind of flip-flop for that number three spot depending on kind of what mood i'm in but yeah, I mean, it's a ten out of ten. Again, the live show does a great job. I mean, a live album from Green Day never disappoints. It has all that energy. I did like that they kept the like stage banter in on this one. Uh, kept it more like in a lot of the other ones, like uh, Bullet in the Bible and you know things like that. They tend to get rid of a lot of like the between song banter that was going on. It kind of makes it feel, you know, I understand why you cut it down for a live album. But uh, it kind of makes it feel like a little more disjointed. This feels just very consistent throughout. So, yeah, I mean, 10 out of 10, uh, you know, if I'm going to rate the whole anniversary release, I'd give it obviously 10 out of 10. I think it's very well done. Um, I hope this is a trend that we continue to see. You know, last year or two years ago, we got the Insomniac 25th anniversary, which that one was, you know, they they gave the remaster of the record, which I thought that was really good, Uh, you know it actually sounded different a lot of times when a remaster comes out i'm usually disappointed with it because it doesn't do much that one did would have liked some demos for that but you know we got a live show it's fine so i really hope this is the thing that they continue to do for anniversaries really just break open that vault and you know if this is the era of green day that we're in that is now looking back and you know accepting that they might just be a legacy act at this point you know they're definitely going to continue releasing music and you know i'm super excited for that more than anything they're currently working on a record right now but you know if we're in the era of the band where they're starting to realize that yeah maybe we are kind of mostly a legacy act and people kind of want to hear this special stuff you know I, i'm all for that super looking forward to what comes next you know next year is dukey's 30th anniversary Woo! Uh, beyond Ooh. that the next one would be warnings 25th anniversary so you know keep it coming
2: Mike's feeling even older now huh? no man I that's man that's crazy that's nuts 30th anniversary
0: yeah it's crazy uh Mike do I go next or do you want me to go next
2: yeah I'll go next um something I forgot to mention was uh it drove me kind of nuts when I was listening to this album where I could almost predict the way he was going to end his sentences. Like, okay, he would do that vocal line. And I was like, I've heard that so many times from like their previous material, you know what I mean? From like their original albums that like, it was almost like he was like, not sure how to vocally end a, uh, uh a, a line so it almost sounded like he was recreating like the the old like he would do that and I would just be like it would drive me nuts because I'm like ah, oh, it's that like something you could do something different than that because you did that in your previous albums. You know what I mean? It was just just a small thing that I while I was listening to it I would almost try to predict it by ending the the line and see if I could nail it. And uh it was it was just kind of like it just felt like someone rehashing their old stuff so um yeah uh like i was saying before is a lot of like just mid mid stuff for me here to mid to like you know uh you know a little bit peaking above mid but um yeah like it's just not enough on on here for me to really be like um stimulated the way like i i tend to like listen to music today and kind of search within it for something that grips me core like the chorus wise or just the song wise so um yeah it's definitely like a six out of ten for me uh whatever that you know uh you know it, it equates on the scale of the t- of the five but yeah six out of ten i was gonna say 5.5 5, but um i went with six just because um you know it, it definitely grows on you as you um some of the less uh kind of like similar songs kind of grow on you um but um, yeah, like I just—it's definitely a harder genre for me to feel super ecstatic about, unless it absolutely takes a, a progressive route with its style and um, kind of a blends it more with, um, which I think they did with um 21st Century Breakdown. I think I actually prefer that album over this um, when Kyle had me listen to that, just because I look back on it now and think, wow, it definitely goes off in a lot more different directions than I think this one does, and it kind of um. Throw more curveballs at you than I think uh, this one did. This one started to do that, but it wasn't. It definitely wasn't enough um, to save it from like the lack of uh, catchiness that I needed. Um, you know, riff wise, chorus wise, all that kind of thing. So yeah, six out of ten.
0: All right, and then I guess it all comes down to me. So um... <laughs> later,
2: come on now. All
0: right. So all right,
2: I... Maloney, J T. Maloney. No, I'm just gonna Stop
0: <laughs> I swear, do something. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no, but uh, reality though, um, this is this is, I, I would say, if, if I said this from the from the top when I was giving my old well-edition impressions, if you're looking to get into Green Day, I mean, I would, me personally, I would go listen to Dookie and American Idiot first and then go to this afterwards. Truthfully, the, 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 that's just me. Um, there was a lot of different experimentation. You could de- by the demos as well, but we're not writing the demos. We're just writing the album. Uh, the demos, you know, they're not fully. They're not. They weren't full songs, but I will say though that the actual album that we got though in nineteen ninety seven. I feel old still. You know, it literally a year before I was born, like directly, which is crazy. Um, but I I, I love it. It's it's, it's it it it's not a ten out of ten for me personally, but I will say it is a solid eight point nine out of ten. Because I, the, the, I, going back and listening to this whole thing, I was like, wow, there are some things on here that really shine. And the things that, do, that don't really necessarily shine fully for me still shine for me in general, which I, like like, like, like t- songs like Take Back or Jinx. Those are songs to me like that. They, I wouldn't go back to all the time. But if they were on, I'm like, I'm not upset. I'm still hearing Nimrod. I'm still hearing Green Day. I'm very happy with it. And that's just where I'm at. So a solid 8.9 out of 10 for me. And Kyle's like, probably like, wait—he put it that high? <laughs> where,
2: where where Kyle's head is right now, it looks like the, the name of the album is Nimrod. <laughs> <laughs> Nimrod, Nimrod—he
0: is Nimrod.
2: If you don't know yeah. Nimrod is actually from the Bible too. I don't know if anyone knows where the name Nimrod came from, but yeah. I, I don't—I uh, don't know where it came. He was from. an Egyptian, an Egyptian kind of like ruler. Okay. Um, Nimrod, yeah, and uh, a lot of people are like, oh, Nimrod is something you call somebody when they're being an idiot. Uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, like little, a little trivia for those who uh, didn't ask. I mean, wanted to know.
0: Cool. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> well, listen, but uh, listen. So that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, thanks so much for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. Um, I want to thank Mike and Kyle for both doing this with me uh, every week on Monday nights. You, you know him, You love him, love him. We love to see it. And the two of them are just great musical nerds. And we left the nerd out together. And that's wonderful. <laughs> um, but I want to thank Mike and Kyle for joining me as always. And if you haven't already subscribed to this YouTube channel, we do this every Monday night um, in the evening, ish, like five o'clock ish EST. Tune in there. And if you haven't already, follow us on podcast format as well. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and don't be a Nimrod. Don't worry. You're not, though. Um, but thank you so much for watching, listening. Have you enjoyed us? Tune in next week for another episode of Career Retrospection. So stay safe.